Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be talking about live selling. So we have some tips, we have some thoughts, just, you know, all the things. Yeah, live selling has, like, really taken over. I'd say since, like, the end of summer, whatnot was, like, everywhere, and then Poshmark got in on the action, And we've gotten a lot of questions about our experience with live selling. We're definitely not experts, but we do want to share some of the tips and tricks we did learn so far, as well as like where we think this is all going with with the live selling element. That's not like a huge part of reselling. But before we get into all of that, what is going on this week? Oh my gosh, so much has happened. We haven't put out an episode in a couple weeks. We took like a little fall break. And so I never got to update that, okay, it kind of ties into today's episode theme because we're going to be talking about live selling, but I went hard with the live selling in October and with my like regular sales plus my sales on whatnot and posh live, October ended up being my best month ever by like, (gasps) yay, by like almost like $2,000. So that was really exciting. (laughs) So I have a lot of thoughts on live selling, so I'm excited to talk about that today, but I just wanted to give that update because I know we haven't done a goals update in a while, but, you know, we want to talk about it when we've had our best month. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And then another update is, this one's a little bit timely with the Halloween series that we wrapped up in our last couple episodes, but in our items that haunt us, I talked about that I had this H&M white jean skirt that I've been just hanging on to for years and this last week it sold wow just like a normal sale just a normal sale I think it was one that like I had sent it like 20% offer on which I think I only had it marked for like $20 so it sold for $16 which I mean that's not like an amazing sale but like I swear I've sent out like 70% offers on this skirt many times (laughs) so I was really happy to make the sale and also I bought it at the bins so it was still a pretty good flip overall and yeah just happy to get rid of it honestly so everyone say your goodbyes to the white jean skirt I already shipped it out it's already gone it's no longer haunting you it's no longer haunting me I feel like there's such a clearer less haunted vibe around me now wow perfect for November. <laughs> yes. Um, and then another update, this really doesn't have to do with reselling, but you know, here and there on Sisters Who Posh, we do like to update on our reading. Mm, yes. Hobby. Um, for my birthday, which was at the beginning of November here, I got a Kindle. So that's been a big update in my reading life. How are you liking it? I'm loving it. It's like so nice. It is like so lightweight compared to like holding a book in your hand. 
okay so like whenever I read a book I'm like the kind of person that like cannot put a book down I pretty much read a book in one to two sittings usually two like I read like the first like couple chapters one night and then I'm like hooked and then the next night I like literally can't put it down like I have to finish it so I don't even know if reading is a good hobby for me because it's supposed to be like Oh, like instead of scrolling TikTok or like watching TV really late at night. Oh, let like me it's supposed to make you tired. Yeah. You're <laughs> supposed to like read a book and like wind down. But like there's been multiple, multiple times over the last six months as we've gotten back into reading where I'm up to like four or five in the morning finishing these books, which isn't great. Is not what you're going for. It's not what I'm going for with the reading habit, but that's that's me, you know? You can't change me. <laughs> yeah, I honestly kind of feel like that I am the same with puzzles. Oh, where you are, for I, sure. I do, I, you know, do the border in one sitting, and, like, that's all fine and normal. And then, yeah, like, then I do the rest of the puzzle from whatever time I decide to start it until whenever it's done. I can't step away. That's exactly so, what I'm reading. I was thinking about doing a puzzle over like Thanksgiving because we're just staying here and kind of like having a low key Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm like, I got to set up some boundaries for me in this puzzle if I'm going to do it <laughs> because I yeah. can't do the all night thing. Because then yeah. you like a crick in your back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, I cannot judge you on the reading because I realized while you were saying that that, that is me and puzzles. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely also need to draw some boundaries with the reading, but back to the Kindle, <laughs> it's actually enabling me because the big problem I was running into when I would read books all night is Rick works um, like an early morning shift. So he usually goes in at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. But I mean, he's waking up at like 5. You're still up finishing the last chapter. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like when I'm reading my regular book, I like use our hatch alarm clock on like a low light setting, which is like probably not good for my eyes. If I, if Rick like tosses and turns at like 2am, I don't want him to catch me up reading. Cause then he's going to be like, what the heck are you doing? Still awake? You're supposed to be sleeping. So I always have to like pretend I'm sleeping when he rolls over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no one is buying that. No, he's, he's definitely not buying it. But with the Kindle, it's really nice. Cause the Kindle, I don't need to have a light on cause it, it has a little bit of a backlight it's so lightweight that it's not like as clunky as when I have a big hardcover book that I'm trying to pretend I'm sleeping. So with the Kindle, I can just seamlessly stay up all night easily. So oh my goodness, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. It's actually not a good thing, but way more comfortable, but really getting the, the books in for the, oh, the yeah. annual goal. <laughs> oh, and when you get a Kindle, you get a free like 30 day trial membership to Kindle unlimited first I was really excited about because I thought it was like all books on Amazon but it's not it's like they have like certain books that are part of Kindle Unlimited they have some really good books on there it's not like like sometimes like the best sellers and like newer ones some of them are on there but not usually but you can find a lot of good books so I've I've been reading a lot of Kindle Unlimited ever since I got my Kindle nice yeah the only thing that now I'm not sure about is I've been having like a really fun time thrifting books for my bookshelf. So I don't, the Kindle is kind of contradictory to that as well. I used to also read books on my iPad before I got my Kindle. I just kind of like having a physical copy of the books for like decoration, like on my bookshelf anyway. So I don't foresee myself stopping thrifting the books, even though kind of doesn't make sense. 
Gotcha. So do you see yourself buying physical books to read? Or are you are you going straight Kindle where you're like, I'm only reading on the Kindle now? I don't know. Because it's oh, like I already... Too early I, to call. I've been thrifting so many books the last like four months. <laughs> A lot of them I haven't read yet. So it's like, well... The to be read pile is... <laughs> the TBR is stacking up. Large. <laughs> and so then I'm not sure like... If they're on Kindle Unlimited, I've been just reading them on my Kindle, even if I already mm. have the physical one. Yeah. But it's like some of them aren't on Kindle Unlimited. So it's like, should I buy them for like $9.99 to $14.99 on my Kindle when I already have the thrifted copy? But in the grand scheme, even it's if I buy it on my Kindle, it exactly. It's less than retail to buy the $2 thrifted copy and buy it on my Kindle still if, I, if I'm feeling it. I think yeah. if I have the copy of the book and it's not on Kindle Unlimited, I'll probably just read the book still, like if I'm just reading at home. But it was really nice because we just went back to Wisconsin for a wedding last week and like only bringing the Kindle, oh my gosh, like fits in the palm of your hand basically. It's so tiny. It was so much more convenient than me, like, lugging, like, three books around with me, so. Right. What's new with you this week? This month? So. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have been making some Facebook Marketplace sales over the last couple weeks, which has been really exciting. So, we've been really bad since we've had a house at like when you buy a replacement of something to then like get rid of the original. I had a a work desk and then I ended up getting a new one like six months ago just because the size, I just wanted like a different size. And then we just like kept the other desk. (laughs) Yeah. Just like sitting in the same room. And then the same thing with our dining table where we had like a really small table from our apartment and then we got like one that actually fit the space (laughs) and then we just had that small table also sitting in my office so in my office I had two desks and a table (laughs) which was amazing for the Poshmark of it all because like there were so many surfaces package up things or like oh yeah while I was like photographing things there was all these tables (laughs) like putting this stuff on but it was really wasn't like the plan to be keeping all these tables. So yeah, I listed them both last weekend and one of them sold like right away. I've been going for the Facebook marketplace. I've been going with the method of like telling multiple people like, yeah, come over. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got Donna coming at nine. We got Julie coming at 10 (laughs) because a lot of times they don't show up exactly and then if it does sell then you kind of update the other people like oh sorry it's already sold the first desk we sold within 48 hours I think I actually listed it on Thursday night then I was getting all the messages going on Friday and then it sold Saturday morning it was like amazing or the next thing was a little slower to move but I had a whole like new crop of people planning to come yesterday to come and get it. And I was writing all their names down with the different time slots. You know, the first one, Oh, we ended up getting something else. Second one, like running late, whatever. Then all of a sudden like the doorbell rings. (laughs) I'm like, wait, this is it. (laughs) I'm getting my husband ready. I obviously can't go out there alone. Like, come on. Yeah. We heard the horror stories. All the names I had written down were like 
feminine names and all of a sudden there's this guy at the front door i'm like hi oh everyone's sending their husbands for facebook marketplace okay so then i'm like hi here for the desk and he okay i open the garage and we're like, oh, what's your name? Da, da. Like, he did not, like, explain to us at all, like, who he was associated with. I have no idea who this man was. But he just, like, gave me the cash and he took the desk. Yeah. And then, so then I was messaging the people that I had lined up being like, oh, sorry, this sold. Like, da, da, da. I don't know which person this sold. <laughs> so one of them messaged me back, like, did it sell to me? And I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It sold to this man. <laughs> but I was just, oh, it has been picked up. I, I don't know. Did you pick it up? <laughs> Are you associated with, <laughs> insert his name? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that was like kind of funny. He gave me the cash. Oh, out. I totally relate to whoever sent their husband because that is me whenever I've sold you said just to him oh my god like when even when I'm selling stuff I like freaking disappear the minute the door and make Ricky do it all oh my gosh yeah we definitely go with the group effort route of like we're all going outside we're all being a part of it but yeah that was really funny very motivated to sell things on Facebook marketplace though because these items are sold yeah like Pretty quickly, both sold at, like, the asking price, which I think I just, like, priced them, like, you know, pretty competitively, but not just, like, five bucks or something yeah. stupid. Um, like, I think between the two of them, I've made, like, $110. Not bad. Nice. I mean, let's be honest, like, Amazon furniture we're working with. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably been sitting in your house for, like, months, just. Right. So that's been really exciting. And yeah, I'm like looking around, seeing what else I can. Oh yeah, selling on there. It's addicting. <laughs> Once you make a few sales, you're like, what else do we not need anymore? <laughs> oh my gosh, you feel so popular too because Bjorn keeps reminding me. I keep like check, forgetting to check the messages because I don't have like the notifications on. He's like, oh, like any more like messages, and I'm like, um, yeah, I have 17 unread messages. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of nice, like, not trying to do, like, a lot of items at a time, like, one or two, just so, so you're not, like, get a little totally overwhelmed. But, yeah, that would be my tip is, like, if you're having the people come or, like, you're having plans to, like, meet up with people is to, like, write down their name and what time so then you can find their message easier. Because the first time I was not doing that, <laughs> yeah. really hard. It can get a little complicated. But, yeah, we had a couple updates that were... They're kind of like in between updates and posh news updates. So, yeah, <laughs> they're kind of like tying in with the theme. So we wanted to mention them. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features or what's going on in the reseller community. But OK, so one thing I've been seeing with live selling this week, like in the last two days, this like new genre of live selling has popped up. Have, have you guys seen this? Let us know if you know what we're talking about. And also let us know if you've done this. But I've been seeing all these people hosting live shows on Poshmark that are called like silent live shows or silent auctions. And then when you go into their show, it's just like a 
black screen, like no no video, and they're just running items and like they're not talking. And like people are talking in the chat, kind of like requesting items, but like there's no host. It's just like anonymous. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> have you seen have you seen these? I have not, but I am eager yeah. <laughs> to log into one right after we finish recording. Just, it's just... just been in like the last like two days. I've seen so many. And now I've seen on Instagram too people being like, hey, what's the deal with these silent auctions? Like I'm pretty sure that was like not the intention of these live shows that Posh was envisioning. Right. But I mean, if if it's working for people, I, I don't want to hate on it too much. But I'm just like, when I saw it, I'm just like, I just really don't understand it. Yeah, I I'm worried that it's gonna open up a lot of like cases because I mean, unless all of their items are completely flawless. <laughs> feel like you run into trouble with that I'm more just like what who's watching these but then I also was in one for a little bit I'm so curious about them like you gotta pop into one Maddie because you need to see what's going on and people are like oh my gosh this is so nice like I'm just like laying in bed and the kids are sleeping and they're just it's just like a chat room basically (laughs) (laughs) it's like AOL yeah I mean, it seems amazing for the sellers. Like, you don't have to actually prep a show. You could just, like, pick items from your inventory. Like, not physically, just literally in the app. Oh, my gosh. Do you think I should have one tonight? (laughs) I know. I'm like... Just to, like, report back and be like, what is this? See how it goes. I'm just, like, so confused because, I mean, we'll get more into our tips and tricks with, like, regular live shows like we've had. And, like, I feel like I am, like, pulling out all the stops, like, describing these items, like all the ways you could wear it like hard sell like doing my hair and makeup yeah lights camera action and it's like (laughs) and then sometimes some stuff doesn't even sell and it's like you're telling me people are getting on with a black screen just running items and they're making sales i'm so freaking confused (laughs) yeah that is it really interesting i'm i'm excited to check that out yeah i don't it's something it's something to see or not see (laughs) <laughs> okay and then another mini i feel like news. okay hold on i feel like there would be it would be really funny if you were having a silent show and, and you accidentally turned your camera on and you're like snuggled up in bed with like a towel on your head okay i actually okay i think i saw this on instagram like someone had taken a screenshot being like these these silent auctions are getting out of control where it's like they there's been a lot of weird stuff popping up with these live shows actually now that i'm thinking about it okay the first one i was gonna say is like it was a silence so there was like no audio but like the camera also wasn't off so it was like mm. like they weren't talking like, to the camera like there was a post-it note over <laughs> no it worse it was like sitting on like face up towards the ceiling and then, like, a dog's, like, face was, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, like, set oh, your yeah. phone on the ground and, like, Harold walked over, like, over the phone, like, angle up <laughs> towards his chin. Yeah. Okay, and then that reminded me, this, is, this isn't this is the silent show. This is people were talking. They might have been talking, but not really. But I've seen shows where people go live at the bins. Yes. And they're I've just, like, these. Holding stuff up that they're finding then and there, and like being like, anyone want this? 
That yeah. I don't love that. I don't love any of this, but I'm like, honestly, that would stress me out so bad. I'm already so stressed out at the bins, like trying to like, I mean, power to him for doing it, but it's just, I just call me old fashioned, but I just love the regular shows. <laughs> it's like, I under, I know the items, most of the items on these shows are like from the bins and like we yeah. go to the bins. Like I have nothing against the bins, but it's just like, <laughs> I don't need to see the item I being pulled wanna, out of a bin. I wouldn't even want to FaceTime anyone from the bins, like, let alone go live to an audience. <laughs> what if you were live and then they, I don't know, at the Dallas one, sometimes then they're like an alarm goes off and then you all have to go in this back room. Like, what if that happened during the live? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. It's just, I don't know how they're doing it. I want to know, like, are they making sales doing it? What if you miss? I know. A I've, I've watched a few like that, like just like popping in and out, and it wasn't wasn't for you popping off to me at least. <laughs> no offense. No offense. I'm sure someone's killing it doing it, but uh, yeah, right. Like there's a reason people are doing that, or maybe it's just efficient. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, and then okay, one more mini news update that has to do with the live shows. Okay, so another thing. Have you seen this? But, like, there's a new feature where you can, like, during your live show, people can, like, add their items. And then you, like, can basically run other people's items from their closet for sale on your show. And then if it sells, like, they ship it out from, like, their so house. Does, like, the person's show that it actually is? That's what my thing? question is. I'm like, is there, like, a commission? <laughs> yeah. I I this I'm Seems I'm like totally no. speaking out of turn. I have actually no idea. I think they don't. I think it's like sharing the posh love kind of like community share style. Okay, there's like a couple instances where I could see this being like relevant. Yeah. Where like say you have like a really cool item in your show and it like the sale, you know, the bidding is going crazy for this jacket. Oh. And then someone in the comments is like hey, I have this same jacket for sale. Are people interested? And then you like quick just like run their jacket because of the interest. It kind of seems like soliciting, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like... And I've seen shows where like they don't even have any of their own items. Like they're just running other people's items the whole show. Interesting. Which that's really nice, I guess, to do for people, but what I'm thinking is, why would you do that? Right. Well, and it's like, you don't physically have their item. It's not like when some, sometimes if you and Macy are together and she has like a couple items that you'll physically have those items in your show. And like, yeah, they're just part of the show where like it, the, this, it's like, okay. And, oh, like, what's the measurements? No idea. Cause it's not here. Like, you know what I mean? Like how... I don't even know how you would really like well, that's advertise someone else's item, like explaining what it is and like, you know yeah. what I mean? I guess when the live shows first came out, like there's a big focus on like, you know, you have all the items hung up behind you. You're like showing them off and then like people bid on them. But right. then with, when you're selling someone else's item, it's like, you don't really have it physically there. Exactly. Yeah. So then I feel like that's how these silent auctions were born. Cause people are like, Oh, you don't even have to show the stuff. Like I'm just going to sell my own stuff like without showing it or pulling it out of inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. We'll have to see if there's some kind of incentive for the person running the show. 
yeah interesting i just want yeah. to bring this up because there's been so many like live selling is so new and then it's like already evolving so much with like all these different ways people are using it so those are just a few updates that we've seen that i just wanted our wanted to talk about here i guess <laughs> yeah definitely all right next up we wanted to share a listener win so if you ever have a listener win that you'd like us to share on an episode you can reach out to us at sistersuposh at gmail.com or sistersuposh on instagram but this week we have a win from sheila and she wrote i just wanted to let you know i've been binging your podcast and you guys are so cute I'm a new posh seller and I've gotten so much great advice from you. I've made $1,200 since starting reselling in early September, which is so exciting, which that was like a few weeks ago at this point. So it's like yeah. extra impressive. She also said, also, I just won a $50 credit on the deal days. I didn't even know that was a thing and I won. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone winning. So we were so excited. Congratulations, Sheila, on the sales and winning the Make a Deal Days. I know. I kind of thought Make a Deal Days was like an urban legend because I've just never really seen anyone win. And it happens right. like every other day. Yeah. So glad Very that exciting. actually won it. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. That's always nice to have a little extra posh credit burning a hole in your pocket. Okay, the main event of today's episode, we are talking all things live selling, whatnot, versus posh lives. Like we said, this is all relatively new. We have both gone live a handful of times, but definitely are not experts, and there's a million different ways you could do it. So if something's working great for you, keep at it. But here's some of the tips that have worked for us. Yes. So our first tip is to number your items that are going to be included in the show. So it's easy for people to identify them to you in the chat and like request certain ones. So rather than having to be like, can you show that long sleeve free people shirt? They can just be like number three or whatever it is, because feel like a lot of times in my show there's items that are similar There's to multiple long sleeve free people so I'm like which one <laughs> i'll run them all <laughs> so yeah that just helps the communication between everyone just run a little smoother and it's just like easier to communicate yeah and another pro is that it makes it easier for you if people are making requests that you can easily find the item because you usually have them all hung up with the little number tags on them in numerical order. So if someone's like number 18, you don't have to like go through every single item trying to find it. It's just like right at your fingertips, easy to find. So you're not just the queen of dead air on the live show. Yes. That's a good point time. too. Like, I guess before our first live shows, I just took like a piece of cardstock and wrote like one, two, three, four, whatever, and then cut them out and use like a three hole punch Yeah, <laughs> to put them on the hangers. Is that kind of what you did too? That's exactly what I did. Yeah. I just used my same exact paper that I used for my thank you notes, but just same. <laughs> exactly. It comes in handy as can be. Um, one tip people could do is if you're looking for a more permanent solution, if you think live selling is going to be a big part of your business, they sell on Amazon like numbered tags. 
So if you search like live selling number tags, they'll pull up on there. Or I've also seen them called like coat check numbers and you can buy a pack of like metal or plastic little tags that are numbered like one through 50 or however high up you want to go. So that could be a more permanent solution. But as for me and Maddie, we've just been rocking the cardstock and permanent marker for now. Definitely. Awesome. And then another tip would be regarding like how many items to have in your show. So I feel like I've gone, I've seen different shows where there's like a lot of items or not a lot of items, really specific Lululemon new with tags, like really specific genres of items. But what we've found has been working for us the best is having about like 35 ish items in each of our live shows. And then within that, having some kind of theme going, even if the theme is like fall, you know? Yeah. Just like, like just not having like super summery items in the show. And then really just trying to make sure you have a variety of sizes, I think is really important too. Yeah, I think I think the theme is a really great idea. And I've been wanting to play around with that more because I think, you know, besides having like a seasonal theme of like fall, a lot of times I've done like a mix of items, but it seems really fun. I've seen shows that are like all jackets and sweaters or like holiday events or like, you know what I mean? You can have a lot of fun with these themes. And I do think it makes it a little more clickable. And even if you have a few stragglers in there within the theme, I think that's fine. But at least people kind of know before they even get into the show, like what to expect to find tonight at your live show. And I totally agree about that number of items. I've seen people do way less than that and have a lot of success too, or way more. For me, I just remember like the first show, I think I had like exactly 30 items and the show went pretty well. I was really excited with how it went. So then the next show, I was like, oh my gosh, like I made this much with 30 items. Like I'm doubling it. You're like instantly trying to scale it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you could have success with a a bigger show too, but it, it, it was like a lot more work. And I feel like unless you're planning to then be live for like double the amount of time and like hang on there forever. I think 30 items is good for like a good, like hour to 90 minute show. Definitely. Yeah. And that's a good amount of time too, where you're not so drained, at least for us. Yeah. You still have energy kind of at the end of the show where you can still be excited about your items. You don't want to be just hanging on the line and like, tired (laughs) well yeah and I think we've both noticed too like it seems like when you start the show like the first half hour is when like the audience typically peaks where that's like the most people shopping at once and then for whatever reason you know there's new shows popping up all the time the number kind of tends to fizzle out not to say what might not spike again or not to say it might what am I trying to say not to say it won't spike again. Thank you. Not to say it won't spike again. Tends to kind of start fizzling down um, the longer that I've been live. I would rather just like re- like do a 90-minute show and then like schedule another 90-minute show like two days from now to kind of get the, keep the audience fresh and engaged. Another tip we have learned is kind of structuring your show figuring out what you're going to do as far as if you're going to run all of your items just straight up in numerical order, starting at one, going until the end of the line, or if you are going to be opening up the request line and having people like shout out the numbers of items they want to see. I think different ways work for different sellers, but I think both of us seem to like doing the request style shows more. 
for me, I just found like it just keeps the chat a lot more engaged if people start like pre looking through your shop and then shouting out a couple numbers of things they want to see. And it gives me like a really good sense of direction what to do next for the show and kind of avoids like having that awkward moment where like I run like four items in a row that no one asked for and like no one wanted and no one buys. Right. I do think it's good to still, if you know, if you run out of requests or there aren't requests, um, just then start going in order and showing some of your favorite things. Um, because I've made sales that way too, where it's like no one requested it. But then once you kind of are showing something off, maybe it makes it a little more attractive. Maybe people start bidding. So I don't think you like only have to do things that are requested. I think you can definitely do a mix, but I like having the request because it creates a structure. Yeah. It seems like in a perfect world, the requests kind of snowball where you kind of explain that you're taking requests and then maybe at the beginning you have to run a couple items that nobody asked for. <laughs> people start to request things and then it's like the same in school, like when one person asks a question, then it's like, okay, also I have a question. Yeah, the <laughs> can know, of worms kind of gets opened. Yeah. Yes, totally. With that too, we've noticed like if, you know, if the, if the audience does kind of dip off and you aren't having any requests anymore and you ran a few items and no one is really interested and you're kind of getting to the point where you want to be done, but you haven't ran all your items, like that is totally okay to just like end it whenever you want. You don't have to like run every single item. Just torture yourself running items yeah. to no one. Well, <laughs> and it's like once the audience kind of dips off, you kind of want people to be there to like potentially bid up the item. So it's like, I don't really want to just like run these and like maybe I'll sell them at my starting price to like the 10 people that are here still. I'd rather yeah. just, you're better off just like holding off and rescheduling a show for another time. Yeah, definitely. Like as much as you can get through it in an organized fashion in those first like 30 minutes is like key. Yeah. Also with the requests, it's such an incentive for the person to stay in the show. Like once they request something and then it's like they're on the list their item that they requested is going to be shown soon. Like that kind of incentivizes them to like, okay, well I'll sit in the show until that item is sold. And then maybe they end up bidding on other items that are, were requested earlier, you know? True. Plus I think like having the requests and you can kind of see like which items are the ones that are, that people are like wanting to see is really good. Like research for you to like know what to, look for in the future yeah. for things that are doing well and also just like for you to know like that night like what that specific audience is kind of looking for and if you have similar items that are not getting requested you could show off those items then and maybe they have a better chance of selling if they're similar to the ones that have been selling tonight another tip is like you know you show an item no bids come in the clock runs out what do you do that <laughs> <laughs> because it is a little internally awkward yeah like, in your head you're just like well that was dumb yeah <laughs> but externally we've found it it's really i've you know i've watched a lot of your shows and other people's shows and it's it keeps the momentum going when the person that is showing the item if it doesn't sell they're just like okay great and they put it back quietly and then they just like move on to the next one. And if it also helps you like internally as the seller to not 
get down on yourself when it doesn't sell if you've kind of just like had it in your mind where you're just like gonna be like okay great yeah get negative or discouraged or something in the moment but um yeah I haven't seen anyone like actually be like frustrated or I something. Have. I've seen it where they just don't say anything which I think is kind of awkward like it's nice to kind of keep talking you know yeah I think yeah when that timer runs out the item no one bid on it those like 30 seconds just are like so excruciating it's so easy to like let your face show it that you're disappointed or I don't know like I've been yeah. on shows where people I don't want to put anyone on blast but maybe people leave a little tough love I think it's a big turnoff for the audience when they're like oh I guess no one wanted this one it's like that just doesn't make me want it like <laughs> you know what I mean right like I feel like I think the perfect thing to say like you said is just like okay next up and just like focus on the next thing like don't wallow because also sometimes I've had shows where like I run the same item like three or four times and yeah. no one bids on it and then like randomly like later in the show I'll run it and then it'll get bid up by like two different people going back and forth for like ever so it's just you got to have that right buyer in the chat at the right moment and sometimes it doesn't work out that way so don't get down on yourself just move on and try to stay positive all right so next we wanted to talk about the difference between like Poshmark live selling and whatnot live selling kind of the, there's like pros and cons to each of them so First, we just want to talk about the seller fee difference. So on Poshmark, the live shows are exactly like selling anything else on Poshmark where the seller or the buyer pays for the shipping and the seller, there's a seller fee of 20%. And then on whatnot, the fee is like 11 or 13%, I believe, after like there's a few different fees going on. And then the buyer also pays for the shipping there. So on whatnot, as a seller, you do get to keep a little bit more of the, the profits. So that is definitely a pro in the whatnot column. I did notice the change after my first whatnot show when I saw, like I added up how much my sales were. And then I saw the amount like deposited into my account. And I was like, oh, that's like a higher percentage than I mentally was prepared for after selling on Poshmark so much, you know? Yeah, definitely makes a big difference, the 10 versus 20. Another difference with Whatnot versus Poshmark is bundling. So on Whatnot, it's very easy. If a buyer makes multiple purchases from your show, they'll automatically bundle and they'll get discounted shipping on like basically they pay shipping for the first item and then like the shipping's a lot cheaper to just add it on to their bundle and everything is like shipped by weight which is can it can be a good thing when when the things are lightweight but also like if they're heavier then they'll pay more for shipping whereas on Poshmark it's just like a flat rate shipping and they don't automatically bundle anything this is like very i feel like people are getting the hang of their little process with it now on Poshmark but compared to whatnot, it's like definitely a little bit more inconvenient to sell multiple items to one buyer just because then after your show, if you are going to be offering bundling shipping, you have to like go through this whole roundabout process of like reaching out to them, like making copies of the items and like rebundling them and canceling other orders. And it can be a little complicated. 
Right. Which the bundling feature is coming for Poshmark soon. They announced that at Posh Fest, which was less than two months ago. So we're just yeah. anxiously waiting for that feature to to roll out. Yeah. And I'm sure it is a little more complicated to figure out how they're going to do that on Poshmark's end just because it's just a flat rate shipping normally for things on Poshmark. So it's kind of hard to like add it up the same way Whatnot is doing. Right. Another difference, I'm not really sure if it's a pro or a con (laughs) between (laughs) the two different platforms is giveaways. So on Whatnot, there is a feature to have giveaways included in your show. So these are great for like incentivizing people to come to your shows or shop your shows. You can use the giveaways in lots of different ways of like um, having a giveaway for the person that buys the most from your show or just like randomly throughout the show, you could just run a giveaway and it could be anything. I've found those to be nice on whatnot when there's like a lull. It kind of just like gets the the mood back up. Maybe after you've, if you've shown a few items that haven't sold, that can help kind of get people excited about buying again. The really good thing with the giveaways on whatnot is that the seller pays for the shipping on the giveaways. So it unlocks a discounted shipping price for that buyer if they buy anything else in your show, because like the seller has already paid for the original shipping piece and then they're just paying for whatever the weight of the item they buy is. So if you advertise it that way, I think it's a great way. If you run a giveaway, then it kind of incentivizes people to stay in your show for a while. So that can be helpful. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's like a make or break difference that Poshmark doesn't have these giveaways. So yeah, I do think it adds like a little fun. Like it is really fun winning a giveaway. Yes. And it is really fun watching those names go round and round on that little carousel Wheel, thing. Yeah. So I think it add, it does add like a little element to fun. And like you were saying when there's a lull, but also on whatnot, like you don't have to do giveaways or anything. It's not like required. It's just kind of an extra little feature that I think it would benefit on Poshmark to have that. Yeah. Which I guess for your first Poshmark show, you were like randomly selected to have a $10 gift card or something. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. So, I mean, they, they are dabbling in the giveaways, but it was different than the, the whatnot one. Totally agree. Another difference between the two platforms is the prep work that goes into prepping your show. So on Poshmark, you're able to just add listings from your closet to the show. So it's very easy if you've been on Poshmark already, like the listing process is the same. And there's even like a quick listing version that makes it even shorter if you're planning on having items that are like just for the live show. Whereas on Whatnot, you do create all the listings, very similar to Poshmark. And it's not like you have to make them very detailed. You can really just make the title and include like one photo of the item. It seems like people are pretty chill on Whatnot. They don't need like 360 angles of like every side of the item. The big difference is on Whatnot, in order to prep the items, you do have to estimate how much the shipping is going to be per the item or like actually physically weigh everything and type in the ounces 
before the show starts. That way, as they're calculating the shipping for the bundles, it's like as accurate as possible. Yeah. Which is a big time suck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely adds to the prep work for the whatnot shows and definitely a con for whatnot from the seller perspective. (laughs) Yeah. I would say like last month I was going live on one of the platforms at least like three times a week. I feel like I've gotten the posh shows down where like once you, you get kind of know what you're doing with it. I feel like I could prep those. Like once I get home, if I just have the stuff, if I have like an hour, I can like prep the whole show. You're so used to like how the listings work already. It's like very easy. You don't have to weigh anything. If you're adding like one photo of the items, like I can knock that out like pretty fast now. It's getting pretty bad actually. Cause I'm always like down to the wire, like right before the show's going to start. Like with whatnot, with the weighing all the items that really slows me down. Like it does, it does make a difference in the prep time. Another one is the audience. So we've noticed, I mean, this is also changing every day. It yeah. seems like where when we first started, we were only on whatnot because we were waiting to get approved for the Poshmark. And we were like doing the most. I've never been so active on Instagram trying to promote these whatnot shows. Like highlighting stuff like i (laughs) i was taking all those videos like through my ring light i gotta bring that back then i was copying it like a week later yeah (laughs) honestly 10 out of 10 marketing (laughs) but like we were trying to get people to come to these shows and really bookmark the shows and even just like tell people about whatnot because a lot of people didn't even have the app at that point so I feel like there was a lot of work going in to try to promote the shows on whatnot where Poshmark, there's just already such a big audience of buyers on Poshmark. So even without posting anything on Instagram, we were just naturally getting more people to come to our Poshmark shows. Now, as more people are selling on Poshmark, that is also changing where there's a lot more shows going on at a time where you're not you know, like yeah. one of 10 shows. You're like one of a lot. So there may be, you know, more we could be doing to try to get an audience for the Poshmark shows, but it has been easier to get people to come to your shows on Poshmark organically like they are already just in the app looking around and they popped into your show rather than they're like a family member well that's what I was gonna say I'm like on whatnot whatnot. everyone I sold to on whatnot was either like our friends or family we know in real life that were like so nice by coming to support us at our first whatnot which we obviously love like oh my gosh yeah literally the best everyone who came to our any of our live shows that's our friend or family like thank you so much or like people that we like mutually follow on instagram or like listen to the podcast and know us from this yeah um, it was like all people that it's like even if i don't know them in real life it's like i feel like i do because they're like people that are constantly we're chatting with on our like the names are all familiar <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and then maybe like one or two people but then it's like when i look into it more they do follow us on instagram it's like people that we were marketing to on the Instagram stories, like is who was at the whatnot show. Right. Yes. No one just popping in. 
Whereas the first Posh show that I had, it was like, oh my gosh, every sale I made is like no one that follows me on Instagram or like that I know from me marketing it. It was just like Poshmark users. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I would say overall, we are leaning a lot more towards Poshmark at this point. But I mean, who knows? Some of these changes we were just talking about with the silent auctions or, you know. That's what I've kind of been Where maybe really we'll thinking. switch back. <laughs> That's we'll what I've been thinking again this week where I'm just like, well, because now even when I scroll through the Posh shows, like, okay, I, it, I feel like I was pretty early to the beta. So now it's just like. I yeah, just never get back to that time where like the first week when I had access, whenever I had a show, there would be like three other shows going on during the same time as me. Like there was not really that much competition. There'd be like a hundred people in the show and I wasn't doing anything that special, you know? <laughs> and now when I scroll through, it's like, there's a lot of shows all the time. All like, or, there's always probably like, I don't even know how many, there's so many shows going on at any given time on Poshmark right now. And like some of them, like there's only like five, 10 people in them, sometimes less. And yeah. I'm just missing those days of the, the old days with the hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot my point, but I just wanted to bring that up. You're like, I just wanted people to know I used to have a lot of people on my shows. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> hey, I just want people to know, like, I'm kind of like an OG part. Okay, we get it yeah and i feel bad because i know there was like a few weeks where like other people wanted to have shows and like that you couldn't get a time slot for till like four weeks out that's how mine was and i just had to watch your shows with hundreds of people joining yeah i'm just i'm, I'm just, just like, saying for me those were the days <laughs> just kidding. well glad october was your best month ever <laughs> yeah well, we don't really know what's going to happen, too, because, I mean... That's what I'm saying. Now that there's, like, four people on a show on Poshmark, I'm like, maybe I go back to whatnot. <laughs> right. And and just, like, anything. Are are all these sellers going to keep live Stick with selling it. all of the time? Or are they going to change course a little bit, too? Oh, well, that's true, too, because even for myself... Is Mercari like, going to start live selling? Oh, my I gosh. I, I can't keep up with that. But... What I will say is I was going live a lot last month, you know, sell I was sourcing a ton and also selling just stuff from my inventory that I've had for a while. My inventory is at an all time low. Like I need to source. So maybe other people are in the same boat as me where it's like, maybe it'll kind of fall off. Cause it's like, we're out of stuff to sell. <laughs> right. Yeah. So those are some of our tips for live selling. Some of our thoughts now that we've been at it for a couple months but I'm sure we'll have lots more to discuss over the next <laughs> several months on live selling of just where it's all going yeah it's still an exciting time I mean I'm excited to get back into live selling I I always have that one week of the month that's really busy at work and now it's over so yeah <laughs> month end for the accounting girlies they just can't get a free minute okay well i have one more thing to say if you have done a silent auction please dm us like i want to know how it went i know you're kind of like shading. honestly i'm not judging if no you i'm literally like, not judging I will do it i'm fascinated i just want to know more does it, it work for you good to be true you know what i mean that's why i'm like critical of it because i'm like it, it seems too easy you know but well maybe it i works. 
I feel like for me, I like love being on the camera and like I love having live shows and I'm it's kind like of putting a on a presentation. Yeah, I like love it, especially like working for myself. I feel like that was the aspect I didn't even know I was missing. Is like, oh, I can like go live. It's kind of like when someone asks you about your job and it's like you finally get your moment to like talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. It's it's You're also like, Thanks just for like asking. <laughs> yeah, I really like the live shows. That's why I just kind of have a I just can't understand why someone would want to go live and like have it be a black screen. <laughs> so it's just fascinating for me. <laughs> like, don't you want to be star of the show? No. I do understand, not to just like make this podcast last forever, but yeah, I sorry. do understand that watching live shows sometimes can be like overstimulating and like chaotic kind of to watch not even if the person is like doing anything like weird or something yeah <laughs> it's just like the music's going there's like numbers there's like all this like there's, there's just, timers like, a lot counting on. down yeah so I understand from that aspect where it would be like okay just having it be silence but you can like kind of halfway be doing it's kind of like an in-between of just like normal shopping, but you're still doing the like auction part of it where you could have like your own music playing. You could be having a conversation with someone while doing this because I mean, also you could just turn your own sound off, I guess. If you don't <laughs> I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I think it's, I'm, I'm glad you're know. here, Maddie, because someone needs to speak for the introverts, but I'm just like, no, it's not even like an introvert thing. It's just, you spent your whole day looking at a screen and then you're like watching this live show where you're already kind of like exhausted, you know, I, I totally like the live selling aspect of like being on the camera and showing your items. It's totally like, you're, you're so proud of these items, you know, yeah. like you finally get to show them off and someone's interested. Like I, yeah, I mean more so as like attending the live shows. Cause they I like going me, to, honestly. Um, <laughs> that's fine I like going to um well sorry for inviting you like 100 last no minute, but, you're um <laughs> I I I like going to them because I like like adding things into the chat and like I feel it feels really interactive and I feel like working from home by myself I'm like missing that a lot of the time so like that's what I thought the live shows were about so that's where mm. the silent ones I guess you can still chat in there but I, maybe I just have to try it out more yeah it's hard for me to wrap my head around is what I was trying to say. Okay. Well, all this to say, glad to be back. Glad to be live selling. Let us know what works for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Maybe write a little nice message. We love reading those. And maybe just tell a friend about Sisters Who Posh so they can start listening to the podcast too. Definitely. Also, if you have a question or a listener win you'd like us to share on an upcoming episode, you can email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or message us on Instagram, sisterswhoposh. Awesome. We'll be back next week with another episode. We are going to be doing a brainstorming session for episode ideas for the next like quarter-ish. So if you have any great ideas or topics or questions you want us to talk about, let us know. DM us. Or open to ideas. Yes, our next episode will be after Thanksgiving, officially in the holiday spirit. 
Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.